0: When the things you seek have been lost to time, look no further. We can go get them. Where Murphy's Inc. Murphy's Inc. is not responsible for time paradoxes, historical retaliation, or other risks related to the delivered artifact. Any inquiries regarding the company's liability or tax information will be answered. In time. Previously on Murphy's Inc. Pressure on the rise. Jason confronted Murphy on the status of their mission. Daphne and Thorgist chatted it up in the shout and trout. Michael befriended Eric the Red. And back at HQ, Murphy suspected espionage.
1: There always comes a time in a man's life where he's trapped between fantasies and reality. You grow up from a small lad to a bigger man, and you start getting these ideas in your head. Maybe you think you can join a real Viking raiding party. Even consider heading down to Jomsburg to see if you can sail with the real men. Well, my choice came after seeing Eric beat a man's face in for the first time. Let's just say my dream dreams stay dreams. God,
2: have Michael! Michael! What? The success stalker! You have got the wrong one! Ha
3: ha ha ha! Michael, you old dog! You didn't tell me you had a wife?
4: You're right, I didn't. How do you know?
3: <laughs> ha! Call it sailor's intuition! I can sense real passion from a few Vika away, and you two have that special spark between you that all the newly hitched seem to have.
2: Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, my Kel and I are just looking for somewhere to settle down before we start a family. He promised my folks a lot of little ones to spoil, you see. Did he already convince you to bring him onto your crew? Passed me test with flying colors,
3: he did. I still need to learn how he pulled off that move with his leg.
2: Ah, uh, yes. I know the very one. Ha ha ha! You've nabbed
3: yourself a good one here, lass. He's capable. Might even give old Thorgast a run for his money as me right hand. Speaking of Fenrir, I must have words with my dear old first mate. It's been too long since I've been able to bestow a simple kindness upon him. And I'm getting mighty thirsty myself. <laughs> Thorgast! where are you slipping off to? Come here, I haven't even bought you a drink yet.
1: Ah, Eric, I was just going to... Ha!
3: <laughs> Nonsense! One drink won't hurt.
2: Michael! Michael! Michael!
4: Daphne, I'm sitting right next to you. I may not be as young as I used to be, but I haven't gone deaf yet. So, I didn't see the set stalker on Eric. Assume you... Yep. Thorgist? Bingo. <laughs> you two did look like you were getting awfully chummy when Eric and I burst through the door. Should I be jealous?
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. He's totally my type.
4: You got any ideas for how we pull off the switch? It's crowded in here. We could probably stage it. A
2: replica's a dud.
4: What? You're joking.
5: One's a
2: spear, the other's a hammer. Super similar.
4: Great. Just once, I'd like a job that goes off without a hitch.
2: You know there's no fun in that. So, now what? Well,
4: switching them out is clearly off the table.
2: Obviously.
4: There's too much that can go wrong right now. If he loses the set stalker earlier than he's supposed to, the the course of history could be permanently altered.
2: Don't need to remind me of the timeline stuff. My head hurts enough from the mead. I guess we'll just have to wait until the opportunity presents itself, then.
4: It looks that way. Till either we or the others back home find something we can use, at least. shouldn't be too hard to stay on Eric's good side for a little while longer.
3: I've got a mind to kick you out for bringing that man in here.
4: Oh, I'm sorry, he... Uh... But he
3: seems a bit less violent than before. I don't know what you did to get him in such good spirits,
2: but here's my thanks.
4: Appreciate it.
2: Ooh, should I be jealous?
4: (laughs) Please, you know she's too young for me.
2: (gasps) Was that a joke? Wow, you are drunk. Oh, and here comes your best friend.
3: Michael! I'd like to introduce you to one of my closest companions, a man I've entrusted with my life more times than I can count. Huh. now where did he Thorgest, I told you, we ain't leaving just yet. Get your arse over here and give these two a proper introduction.
1: Uh, Gothentog. I... I am Thorgest. The lady and I are already acquainted. But I've not seen you around. Eric tells me you're new to the crew, eh?
4: I'm assuming there aren't any other tests I
1: need to know about. You can count me among the ranks. You've already been through Eric's test? I don't see a scratch on you. You must be something special indeed. Ah, oh, You
3: should have seen it, friend. I thought I had him beat early on, but... Bah! Flip me over like a rotten fish he did. Anyways, you got my letter, yes? This feast will be one for the gods to envy.
1: Your letter? <laughs> yes, of course I did. <clears throat> Unfortunately, harvests have been sparse since you've been gone. It just keeps getting colder and colder.
3: Well, I suppose I can't demand what a man doesn't have. Worry not, friend. I know a couple of other places we can. Re- feast for men instead of gods will do just fine then. Come on, you two. You'll see how good of a host this man truly is. He always finds a way to throw a romp that would make even the decorated halls of Valhalla envious. Sure,
4: I could go for a party.
2: Another first. And where does our gracious host live?
3: Hmm, or the Twin Hills due west of here. But don't worry about that just yet. Right now, we drink! Innkeeper! Another round for everyone under the roof! Just think about the business. Just think about the business.
6: You all know about the incident yesterday. I'll be frank with you, there's an anomaly within the machine. Our agents, for the time being, seem to be
7: unaffected. Why the meeting then? Sounds like something that could have been sent through a text.
6: I was getting to that. Gleason's found something inside the machine that might be causing the anomaly. Just a technical issue.
3: <sighs> Just a technical issue? Then why is he holed up in the machine room? The Batsy. I see what this is. You think that someone among us is a spy, yes? To imagine that one of us could be a saboteur. I'm absolutely
1: offended.
6: Calm down, Philippe. There's a reason why I only called the department heads. I personally vetted each and every one of you, and I'd like to think that after so many years in my line of work, I could be considered a decent judge of character. <laughs>
7: I'm sorry to interrupt, ma'am, but where's everybody else? Shouldn't the librarian be here dozing off? And don't we have legal and accounting departments? The
6: librarian is busy with some pertinent information, as she tells me. Rest assured, she will be briefed and questioned just as the rest of you. As for the other departments, none of them have access to the lower floors. This isn't anything that concerns them.
7: All right. So what do you want from us, then?
6: There's still a remote possibility that one of you in the room is our alleged saboteur, but I'm willing to take that risk. Hart, have you noticed any suspicious activity in your department?
7: Uh, nothing that I can recall off the top of my head, at least. Kowalski likes playing with fire a little too much, but I doubt that could be the cause of our problems. Now, if it was arson we were worried about... Hmm, noted. Anything else? No, ma'am but I'll make sure to keep my eyes peeled for anything of interest. Thank you. Fully.
3: The only extra work my subordinates get into is for their own personal commissions outside of their job here. We usually have a good amount of downtime between orders and it helps to keep their creativity stimulated.
6: So there's nothing strange you can recall? Even outside of your department?
3: Hmm. Aside from some of the fashion choices around the office, and some of the grotesque things heart leaves in the breakroom fridge. Nothing too egregious.
6: Philippe, don't get me started with your... All right, all right, that's enough. Just be on the lookout for anything other than dress code violations.
3: As you wish, madame.
6: And finally, we've got Gleason's notes. Mind reading them to us?
3: Uh, sure.
6: Well...
1: It's a bit. Never mind, I'll just start. The space time matter replication and deconstruction mechanism is showing signs of possible interdimensional interference at an estimated 3 to 700,000 Planck time lengths. I may have gone overboard on the fine tuning of the parameters of the interdimensional space.
6: Time something or other. Sylvia, text Gleason. Tell him that I want to know what his notes mean, in simpler terms. Acknowledged.
0: Texting, I want to know what he's growing.
6: <laughs> <sighs> Intern, get to Gleason and ask him what this jargon means.
1: Yes, sir. I mean, ma'am. I, Sir, no. <clears throat> yes, ma'am.
6: if that's all, I suppose... Miss Murphy! Yes? What is it? The set stalker.
5: The librarian and I found something
6: that you need to see right now. Meeting adjourned, then. In the meantime, think about what I said. All of you.
1: Oi!
3: Put that chair down. There you go. Wasn't that hard, was it? And you! The mugs for drinking!
2: Not whatever
6: that is.
2: Michael! That you? God, my head hurts.
4: Watch the religious talk. Norse pagans, remember? Also, are you
2: drunk? Oh, yeah. Sorry. This stuff is just... I mean... My heart told me all about it, and I had to try some, you know?
4: Oh, my God. I thought you were just pretending to drink all that.
2: Didn't I say I was going to blend in? And don't act all innocent. I saw you drink a bunch, too. Michael!
3: Fight me! The men want you to prove that you're all I say you are.
4: Is this really the time?
3: Come on, you vestlinger. Michael, look out. Uh-oh. Hey. What did I tell you about the furniture? Calm it down. <laughs> Not this time. Saw that one coming.
4: All right. You asked for it.
3: Oh!
4: Here we
1: go again. Oh, oh, Andy, quick, Eric. Watch the chair. I'll not
3: have more damage done Uh, uh, to my establishment. All of you, leave. Or else I'll call the militia to throw you out. (laughs) Oh, fine. Alicar. Get off me, Mikel. We'll do this another time. You heard her, everyone. Drinks are done! We're leaving for Thorgusts!
1: <sighs> I pray it doesn't get as destructive as it did last time. It's always, let's go to Thorgusts. Nobody ever has a common courtesy to say, we caused this mess, let's clean it up. Here you go. Should cover the damage from the fight.
3: Thank you kindly, Thoracus. You'd better run before that menace burns your home to the
4: ground.
1: Ah, you're right. You two coming with?
4: Oh, here leads the way. Damn, that guy has a punch. And don't forget
3: your bag, lass. If I was any smarter, I'd have taken the thing from under your
2: nose. What? I could have sworn it was right- Just
6: grab it. Ah, you got here quickly. Given what we have riding on this mission, you're damn right I got here in a hurry. You had a breakthrough? Naturally. Before
5: this young lady barged in here to prattle incessantly about your trivial meeting. Excuse me, I was not prattling. I took it upon myself to do further research on our mission, specifically the set stalker. I hate to admit it, but given the time frame, our initial research may have been Limited. In what way? We've been back to Egypt, Rome, and colonial America countless times, enough that we've compiled heaps of our own reference documents to make subsequent missions much simpler. In the case of the Norse, however... Well, I only had enough time to reference a few of the most relevant sources available.
6: With a bit more prep time, I could have cross-referenced multiple documents, but... Not enough information. What have you found, then? Keep
5: in mind that our research is still preliminary. No definite conclusions can be drawn as yet. Yes, yes, I know. Just tell me. Mm, You, uh... intern. I have a name, you know. I'm sure it's a lovely one. But this is your part of the research, so please, share your findings. Right... In addition to what we already know about Eric the Red, we've found more documents that seem to record his stay in Iceland before he got kicked out. And what does this have to
6: do with the set, stalker?
5: Well, these documents are, uh... Let's just say really specific.
6: Okay. Spit it out!
5: I came into the inn, a new recruit I'd met on the dock trailing alongside me. The smell of salt was invigorating on the sea, but here I smelled the monotonous scent of ordinary life. My journey would not be in vain. There, in that old inn, I saw my friend, my right-hand man.
6: Oh, I see. An autobiography, then. Can you verify that this was the man himself?
5: We will need to continue our research. As of now, we have only a serviceable lead. A jumping-off point, as they say.
6: Fine. If you find anything remotely significant...
5: Yes, we'll let you know immediately. Now, if you will let us, we have a job to do.
6: I can't believe they called me down here for... That bloody library.
2: Well, well. I must say, Thorgist, even with limited resources, you sure know how to throw a longhouse burner.
1: My longhouse is burning? Who gave Eric a torch?
2: No, no, it's <laughs> It's a silly phrase from back home. It means you're throwing one hell of a party!
1: Ah. Well, thank you kindly. I'm glad somebody's enjoying it.
2: Hey, what's wrong, big guy? You look way too sad for someone whose best friend just got back into town.
1: I... well, it's just that... I love Eric like a brother. Truly, I do. But every time he comes back from one of his adventures, he's a complete menace to the people here. That episode back in the inn's tame compared to what he's done before. Trust me. What's the worst? Do I really need to explain? We'll be here all night! I always covered for him when we roamed the seas together. Paying for damages, mostly. But coin can only tide people's anger for a short while.
2: What do you mean?
1: Hm. People don't like him. Plain and simple. More than a few have already tried to kill him, and I've got the scars to prove it, too.
2: That sounds pretty serious.
1: If I'm being honest, he's brought it on himself. Only a matter of time before someone poisons his drink or cuts his saddle. I don't want to get caught up between the people's fury and his. (sighs) Anyways... Ast, go back to enjoying the festivities. I'd hate to be the reason you go home with a full belly, but a sinking heart.
2: If it's all the same to you, Thorgist, I think I'll stay where I am.
1: Well, alrighty then. Ah, but, uh, wouldn't your husband be a bit jealous if you spent the night here with me?
2: <sighs> he hasn't left Eric's side since we got here. I doubt he'll even notice. Besides, at the moment, you've got my full attention.
3: And I'm telling you, my You've never seen trees so green in your life. Only problem is, it's too warm out west. No lights in the sky, either.
4: Well, I believe you, Eric. I was just concerned about your well-being. Bah!
3: No need. McCrews as experienced as they come. And even if they somehow were to fail me, I had me set-stalker to guide us out.
4: I've heard about that. It's supposed to be some kind of lucky charm, right? Where is it?
3: Uh, Uh, Wouldn't you like to know? Come to take it from me,
4: yeah? I I don't... Oh, come on, Eric. You're kidding, right? Everyone knows about it and says different things. I've even heard people say you use it to practice sorcery.
3: (laughs) Those fools would consider anything they can't do themselves to be sorcery. I pity them. Won't ever amount to anything in their miserable lives because they're belly up full of excuses. Apologies, Michael. Twas not me intent to accuse you like that. Any further and we might have had a whole gang.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we wouldn't want one of those, would we?
3: But to answer your question, our gracious host is in possession of it for the moment had him hold on to the thing while I was on a particularly boring journey out east. It seems rude to go demanding things from him under his own roof, especially during a gathering such as this. Uh, I figure I'll just get it back before we set sail
4: again. Hmm, now that sounds like a plan. You're looking a little light there, friend. Let me get you another drink. And if you'll excuse me, I've got to talk to my wife. (laughs)
3: Ha <laughs> uh, Speaking of holding guns...
1: <laughs>
4: there you are, Daphne. Thorghust.
1: Oh, uh... How goes it, Michael? We were just talking about-
4: Right, I'm sure it's riveting, but I need to borrow my wife for a moment.
1: Oh, oh uh... Sure thing, Michael.
2: What the hell, Michael? I was getting some good info.
1: Seduce him.
2: Excuse me, what?
4: He's clearly into you, and if you can get the set stalker away from him for even a minute, I can nab it, make the switch, and we can be on our way back to the future before
2: sunrise. I mean, he is a sweet guy, but is that really...
4: God, you don't have to sleep with him. Just get him to set it down somewhere and I'll do the
2: rest. Okay, fine. My charm and good looks will save the day. Once again. (laughs)
4: I'll keep our other friend distracted, me on your earpiece once it's safe.
2: Will do, Jarhead. Just make sure you don't keep me waiting. It's gonna get a bit awkward if I'm stuck with him into the wee hours of the morning. Well, here goes nothing.
1: You might ask, is Thorgus happy with the life servant under that red-headed brute, Eric? No, not really. There's still plenty of places I want to see. Things I wanna do. But I don't have the sailing experience Eric does. Hmm. Considering how far he's made it with this set stalker of his, though, I think I'd like to borrow it for a while longer. Least I can do is give myself some good luck, right? <laughs>
0: Murphy's Inc. was created by Milliam Chan. This episode was written by Austin Dye and Tara Eon. Directed by Katherine Hampton. Produced by Milliam Chan, Mark Helton, James Devereux Lewis, Austin Dye, and Tara Eon. Audio editing and effects by Joe Bly with Kiana Music. Original music by Louis Palfrey. This episode featured the voice talents of Kirsty Harrison as Murphy, Jenny Helton as Daphne, Shandon Loring as Michael. Carrie Hampton as Hart. Quinn Cafarata Jenkins as Philippe. Kaz Chandler as the librarian. Stephanie Bauman as Intern One. James Devereaux Lewis as Intern Two. With Anita Kelly as Sylvia. Katherine Hampton as the Innkeeper. Angel Kabarlok as Thorgist. Joe Bly as Eric the Red. And I'm Michelle Calhoun, your announcer. This series is proudly produced by 97 to Now Productions. For more information about the show, please visit our website. Tune in next time as Murphy's Inc. continues.